It's time to talk about investing with exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get to hear the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, great to talk with you again. Great to be back, Chuck. Thanks. Your ETF of the week is the Crane Shares Asia-Pacific High Yield Bond ETF, ticker symbol KHYB. KHYB, the Crane Shares Asia-Pacific High Yield Bond ETF. And Tom, I know that something has to be up here that, that puts a B in your bonnet on this one, because normally we're talking about something that well, it might be trending, it might be turning, et cetera. But in this case, this is an ETF that has been below its 200-day moving average, I think, since the beginning of the year. And high-yield bonds, but especially emerging markets high-yield bonds, have been struggling this year. So why this fund this week? So you're right, Chuck. A couple things. In the States, we've been talking a lot about inflation. We've talked about tapering, where we've talked about even the potential for higher interest rates in the coming years. The bond market or the 40% of the 60-40 allocation in somebody's balanced portfolio is in trouble. And it's challenged for the first time in many, many decades as we've really enjoyed declining interest rates. Overseas, we've heard a lot about what's going on in China and the property developer Evergrande. And the concern that that company might, in fact, go bankrupt or have to be bolstered and shown up by the Chinese government or a combination of the both. However, the fixed income market in emerging markets, especially in Asia, is in a lot different shape than we are here in the States. This opportunity, and I'm saying opportunity with Evergrande, is since the Evergrande debacle, We've seen a huge sell-off in the high-yield markets, not only in China, but also over in Asia, as there's been some spillover effect. So we like to look at trends. And yes, this is decidedly a downtrend right now. But as people are looking for yield opportunities, not just in the U.S., but around the world, this is something to consider. A couple of things. The inflation that we've seen here in the U.S. is not necessarily the same that we've seen overseas, number one. Number two, in China specifically, there's actually been a little bit of tightening that's been going on leading up to what's happened recently. And they're talking about the potential of even easing rates or providing some stimulus that they haven't done in a long period of time. We know what that does, that that's good for the bond market. And it means that rates may, in fact, go lower. So if we look at the Asia market and we say it's more favorable and it may get some government support, also at a time when maybe this sell-off might have been overblown and you've got an opportunity to have a diversified high-yield portfolio in Asia where the current yield on this ETF is over 10%, it may be just one of those opportunities to, to consider. So, Chuck, I know this is a little bit out there compared to what we normally talk about, but the importance of people understanding fixed income and what rising interest rates and declining interest rates can do to your bond portfolio. But most importantly, as everybody is searching for yield these days, 
this is all something to factor in. Well, I like out there, Tom. Trust me, I like it when we get out of our comfort zones. But I also want to make sure that our audience understands what happens in and outside of comfort zones. Because quite honestly, if somebody is a fan of you, they're listening and taking it all in. But if they're a fan of trend following and they rely on you and your advice and your site for that, obviously this isn't trending, at least not by the standard definition. So here's a question that I don't know has ever come up. And that's why I like doing these ones that are outside the standard box, which is, does a trend follower simply say, no, I can't do it. Or do they listen to the reasons that you just gave, which are compelling and try to find a way to fit a fund that in good times would clearly be a trend following pick and use it when it's not trending? The, the answer is simply, Chuck, all of the above. You know, you and I try to address different opportunities in education, in the ETF space every week, and we have a lot of fun with it. But we also understand that everybody's different. There are a lot of people who spend little or no time on their portfolios. And at least if we can help guide them with a proper balanced portfolio over time, that works really, really well. There are others that spend a lot of time every week on their portfolio. They're opportunistic. They may be following trends. They may follow other forms of technical analysis. They may look for opportunities like this that don't come up that often, where you know the high yield market over in China and Asia was negatively impacted and it may have been overblown. It may have been emotion started to kick in. And if you put a 5% allocation into something that's getting a 10% yield with the idea that China as a country right now might be in the exact opposite situation that the U.S. is in, where we're seeing inflation, the potential for rising rates and tapering going on, and what that might mean after 30 years of declining rates, we may see declining rates here just because China is not enjoying the growth that it has in the past. Yeah, but that's the reason to go bottom fishing in something like this. So there's one more question. If, if we're looking at bottom fishing and trying to say, we'll be counterintuitive, we'll be contrarians, and we'll look at an investment like this one, which is, this is a fund that until recently had a big slug of Evergrande. It doesn't have that slug right now, but Evergrande is clearly tainting the entire Chinese high yield market. Do we wait for that to clear? Because that'll give us some clarity, obviously, or do we not? You're asking the most important question, because if you wait for it to clear and everything recovers, did you miss on that opportunity? It all depends on what type of investor you are, right? On the other hand, if you could wait for things to stabilize. You could wait for the trend line to stabilize. It could take you months to get a new uptrend in place. And at that point in time, did you miss out? The other thing is this could go down another 12%. Who really knows? So the question at this point in time is not, do you buy now? Or are we trying to make predictions? What you and I try to do every week, Chuck, is dissect certain areas of the market What's going on behind a certain ETF? Where are the opportunities? And where might be the shortcomings? And this has got all of it wrapped into one ETF, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. There is a lot of buckshot here. And that's why if you're going to take aim, aim carefully on Crane Shares Asia Pacific High Yield Bond. 
K-H-Y-B, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. Yep, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast at MoneyLifeShow.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. To learn all about ETF investing, make sure you check out ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETF Trends and Tom Lydon, their chief executive, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is available for you every Thursday. We hope you'll follow along on your favorite podcast app. And if you have time, leave us a review because they really do help. Until next week, when we do this again, happy investing, everybody. Happy investing, everybody.